It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Team Bear Sports Podcast. The only sports podcast where we talk about the Chicago Bears and actual bear news, which has been lacking recently. But anyway, Tim, Jackson, and Kevin are back, and we're just so light on the Bears, the Chicago Bears news, and we're kind of pulling out topics to talk about. And me and Tim both have something to share. They're not the same thing, which we talked about beforehand. Um, just kind of get the conversation going about the sports world right now but tim do you want do you want to go first with your sure uh, i it's it's not bear news but a little bit of uh animal news uh a beloved animal of jackson uh so i i'm I'm a big into disc golf i I usually am disc golfing just about every weekend here uh absolutely love throwing frisbees and one of the things that you'll do when you're throwing frisbees especially when there's water around is you dunk it in the water and you and some people they love their discs so much they go and get them and well there is a very popular disc golf course in clearwater florida which i've i've been to actually and there was a it's today it was reported that a 47 year old man died uh he was retrieving frisbees or discs as they call as we call them uh and he was attacked by alligators um I, I learned a little bit more of this because I do frequent our disc golf quite a bit. And uh, people knew this guy. He's actually not some idiot that was like, I, well, I guess I'll let you uh, t- I'll let you make that determination. Um, but this guy is uh, known for going and getting people's discs in an alligator infested waters because discs, just like everything in the pandemic, are, expensive people will buy discs for 15 18 dollars there's some signature discs that go for 30 hell there's discs that go for hundreds of dollars that are collector's items right so you can make a pretty penny on some of these used disc stores and this guy apparently was known by the community because he had a terminal condition uh so he didn't really have that much longer to live so he didn't want to work anymore so he was making his day-to-day money by getting people's discs and when people mentioned, are you uh, scared about getting, you know, killed or eaten or, you know, bitten by alligators? He's just like, well, if that happens, so be it. That's a cool way to go. And that's and, how he went. And that's how he went. So, Jackson, what are your thoughts? On that? <laughs> that's unload. That's a lot to unload. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> One of your frequent in park had a man that was just like, eh. This is kind of my preferred way of going. I mean, talk about going out with your boots on, right? <laughs> I mean, terrible. I mean, terrible, oh, but... That had to be extremely painful and just... Oh, horrible. Horrible to watch. Just them twirling around and you getting dunked and the pain of the, the bite force. Uh, I, yeah, I... Any type, getting like attacked by an animal and dying like that is probably the worst way to go, I think. Or one of them. One of them. It's a very primitive way to go. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure it happened quite a bit. We were at years ago. we were at the zoo and the uh, Natural History Museum. And we were in the the caveman area, and they were talking about like how saber tooth tigers used to like hunt, you know, human beings and stuff like that. I was like, man, that that does not look like fun. But I mean, if you're if you're his family, like, are you upset in that way? Because like, did they think they were like they wanted like a nice burial, and now they're gonna get like. Yeah, chunks of him he is missing his arm so, so he just bled out he drowned so, or drowned or bled out yeah uh so, so since the florida fish and wildlife uh commission uh conservation commission started tracking gator attacks just in florida in 19 since 1948 how many deadly attacks have there been since 1948 would you say it just, say just florida right and just florida, florida. I'm gonna say five seventy-two. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna okay, guess, you, you just say five to seventy-two. That's a pretty big range. My no, man. five five hundred seventy-two. Sorry, five hundred seventy-two. Well, with that reaction, I'm gonna go okay, lower. And, 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 and maybe I'll help you out there, but this was deadly attacks. So ones that either led to death or. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know what are, what are the rates for alligators. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say, say, I'm gonna say eighty. <laughs> okay, since 1948, twenty-six. Okay. 26 so, does seem like a lot, too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, 572. <laughs> yeah, we well, oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I was watching a documentary this weekend on killer crocs. It was just like on killer animals in general, but one of the segments was on this croc. And his name is Gustav, and he lives in the Congo. And they haven't seen Gustav in about a year or so, but he's believed to be about like 50 years old. And like has estimated on killing about over a hundred people just himself. Wow, Jesus Christ! Like so, so if one crocodile is yeah, killing that oh many yeah, they, people, they like then they I'm thinking there's a lot. So they say that there's eight about eight incidences a year uh, that that require that require like medical attention, not deadly, but. I mean, and I guess this disc golf course, if you get it anywhere near the water, everyone's everyone was saying, like, don't put don't it's done. Like, even if you could see the disc, don't because, you know, those dudes they are just chilling there. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm yeah. creeping above the water. So you're in, you're in Florida. Stuff. You're playing some disc golf. If it goes in the water, buy another disc. It's it's done. It's over. It's gone. Well, I was going to ask, Tim, what's like the like biggest or like the farthest you've gone to retrieve a disc like have you gone like rolled your pants up to go get a disc oh absolutely i've rolled the pants up to get a disc but like this is in arizona where it's like it's just there's nothing in those ponds but uh that was that hasn't been any time recently and i've never gone in water water that that's like i've only rolled up the pants because it's like you know muddy or tall grass or this or that uh luckily i'm i'm decent enough now where i i don't that doesn't happen to me a lot. Or if it does, I'm throwing a disc that I don't really give a shit about because it's going over some water or something like that. So it's like whatever, you know. Let alone alligator-infested yeah. water. And uh, I'm an adult. Fifteen dollars is not going to break the yeah. bank for me. So I'll just get it. What, what was this guy's name? What was this guy's name? I don't know his name. Um, okay. Gator you know, man. Was, did he? Would he just like? hang out there like in a lawn chair yes he's like I, I, he had like a uh, a name a nickname and everyone and like so Psycho? there's 
there's dudes like that at every course. If you got like water, like there's two courses. Obviously, there's not that many that by me that have water in the desert, but two of them have a lot of water. And there's just dudes raking the raking the lake like for discs every day because they could take them to the store right next to them and sell them for four dollars a disc or whatever the hell it is. And or people will spend give them five bucks or six bucks to get it for them. So uh yeah man uh so i just i'm like wow that's a, a interesting way to go down um that is a that's i oh they uh so his nickname was Rockstar. like but oh, but, but there's a just there's like a, his favorite there's a very energy. well there's a very popular disc a mid-range disc called rock r-o-c instead of like r-o-c-k so i guess mm. that's why he was called that I'm guessing this guy has had a few amounts, a few amount of teeth, and lived yeah. in, lived on the on the course. I don't know, but that that has me thinking. When you talk about getting like him getting just mauled, I'm just like a pitching. I'm just like picturing a guy with like loose leathery skin, like a mullet, like a. Wear tank like top, a, flip flops. Yeah, the like, the men doing this kind of thing are very interesting dudes. Uh, like yeah. people, these are like top tier people watching guys. Oh, a hundred percent. Like they've been out in the sun all day, and their brains are just like gone. And like it's unfortunate this guy got yeah. killed by an alligator. So, top comment on Reddit is that I knew this guy. It was and, and he knew all the risks and didn't care considering his situation. That's well, insane. there you go. Living, yeah, living free. He's like the Ronnie Woo Woo of like, that disc, disc, uh, disc golf course. He's there all the time. Shows up, people <laughs> know him by name. Ronnie Woo Woo's not diving into any gator-infested water. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Peak peak uh, American healthcare where your idea of, you know, paying for your prescriptions for your terminal illness or whatever is and and you're like, you know what? It's better off if I just, you know, swim with the gators to try to get my <laughs> prescriptions filled. So, yeah. Would you rather die like like getting mauled by yeah. a gator, bear, whatever, or would you rather get like stung by a poisonous animal where you're like poisonous animal where you're like poisonous insides, animal inside? Yeah, give, give me the give me the poisonous animal. I would as imagine much as that sounds terrible. Yeah, I would imagine you don't you like the venom. You probably just become numb eventually, and you just I don't know. But, I mean, it's got to be excruciating. It's got to be painful, but it's not like my shit's just getting ripped off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just, like I just keep thinking of, like, I just keep I just keep thinking of, like, Indiana Jones, where the second one where the guy falls into the, the river of crocodiles and just gets, like, rolled around and ripped apart. Like, that's what happened to this guy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, that and, is and here you go, Jackson. The the in Florida, I don't know if I've heard this that much in Arizona, just because obviously not a lot of water holes. But in Florida, they call these dudes that just sit sit at the course all day and go into the water. They call them squids. <laughs> <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a squid. A squid guy that just hangs out, hangs out at hole twelves, just grabbing discs for people. My daddy was a squid. My pappy was a squid. My great grandpappy was a squid. Damned if I. Okay, would you rather? Would you rather be a squid? Or would you rather noodle? What's a noodle? You you know what noodling is? No. Oh, you put your hand, your hand you, in the you, hole. You go in the, 
yeah, you, you go like deep in the water and you put your hand and try to like catch a fish. And the problem I'd is rather you, noodle than jump into alligator. The problem uh, is when you're noodling, there could be an alligator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be I would be a squid if uh, it wasn't alligator infested waters. But if it's both of these, I'd probably still say the squid because at least I'm most of the time. I mean, this guy sounds like he was doing it for a long time. So he, you know, I, so at he, least do you think he knew a way with the gators? He's just like he, back. He was like, one with the gators. Yeah, my, my, so, my guess it was like a new gator that killed like a new gator that killed them like he knew all the like old bear man gators yeah like all the gators all the gators that knew squid man for a while were like oh he's cool it's let him go he's not at harm he's just trying to get some discs but then like a new gator must have moved in that's when he ate him up because he didn't know that's like that's like exactly what happened to bear man like 20 years ago right he was one with the bears until this new bear moved into the area and ate this, him and his wife this new hotshot uh, alligator eating Rockstar. Yeah, they're they are pretty much like dinosaurs though. But squid. Oh, I just I just see these guys like like they have a walkie talkie somehow. And like they just Nah bro, they're no 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 tech whatsoever, man. <laughs> these dudes, yeah, definitely leathery skin. I mean the guys at, at Vista that I, that I play out here, man, those guys, they're out there all day. A lot of a lot of like Break bald it. eagle t-shirts. And Break is that their? Is the guys out there in Arizona? Is that their full time job, or is that just like a passion? I mean, at least no. There's the dudes passion doing projects. Like, some of them are do that are doing this. They're they're out there all weekend. At least that one course. The other guys sometimes you can go to some courses and like just roll up every once in a while and get them. But yeah, man, people people spend a ridiculous amount of money on bullshit, as you've kind of found out in the pandemic with Pokemon cards and all this shit. So. There's a lot of people that, you know, if you go on these buy and sell and trade, yeah, freaking some of these discs, man, I'm just like, dude, $300, you're, you're going to throw that at, you know, you're going to throw that at grass. You're going to throw that at dirt for like, wow, just <laughs> you're trying to hit it into a bucket full of chains. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, some I, people buy them, you know, whatever, do it, whatever the hell you want in your money. But I'm cool with the uh, under $20 discs. Well, well, I learned what a squid was today. And, uh, all right. Well, my I don't my story definitely isn't gonna top the excitement factor of that one. That's that's for damn sure. Squid but man. When, but what I was what I was gonna share it, it, it's sports related, but it has to do with a uh, a favorite player of Tim. Well, to be fair, I think Tim's was kind of sports related. To oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, would agree. Yes. Absolutely, but my, my there are no animals or rednecks a, a, involved in this story. But I don't know if you saw this on uh, our NFL. Did you, it's about Aaron Donald. Did you hear about this? Oh fuck! God. I did fuck this guy? I did not hear about this. So let's right. go. Well, then we're gonna get your uh, your full reaction here, Tim. It says Aaron Donald. He was with. He was on a podcast, and he told them basically that he planned on coming into the NFL and only playing eight years. And this past year was his eighth year. But because he won the Super Bowl, he feels like he wants to run it back and play another season. So basically, if Aaron Donald would have lost the Super Bowl last year and maybe or didn't make it far in the playoffs, he could be retired 
That would have been awesome. But also, this guy, that is not even remotely factual because who says something like that? Who says, oh, yeah, when I was when I was 21, 22 years old, I knew that eight years was going to be my cutoff. Like, who says that? Nobody talks like that. This guy is just trying to bait so that he gets people going, oh, come on, Aaron. Come back, Aaron. This guy is so full of himself. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and like you, and you think that he's in the prime of his career that he's got one of the biggest payday or another big payday coming up that he's just like, no, I told I told myself I'm only doing eight years. I'm only doing nine years. Doesn't matter how much money you're throwing at me. I'm only gonna do the eight years because that's what I want to do. And this- I mean, if he retires, he goes out on top and like has one of the best careers ever. I mean. He's done. I mean, that'd be kind of nice. You don't have to hear about him every Sunday night football. Oh, I'm telling you that that, that was never going to happen. He was never going to retire. Who says that? I, I it's don't... like you can't plan on injuries or anything like that. Like I, I'm going to I'm coming into the league knowing I'm going to play eight years. You don't know if you're going to suck and only play one year or if you're going to be injured and only play two years. Kind of sounds a little conceited to me. I don't know. The thing is, him at his eight year mark, he may not be getting any more big deals. You know, eight years. That is, a that is also that is also a, a real big lie right there. Come on, he's gonna get. I, I, and we'll talk about it in a second. Akeem Hicks just got ten million dollars. Yeah, for one year. Yeah, that's te- a lot more than zero dollars in the <laughs> and, NFL. And Aaron Donald's a lot better than Akeem Hicks. Yeah, I think he's lying. I just don't understand because what he was twenty one, twenty two when he get got in the NFL, like. Do you even remember when we were seniors in college? Could you even think about like ever planning something for your life when you were thirty? No, you did not. You, <laughs> you thought when not. you were thir- you thought you when you were thirty, like life was over. It was done. You know. So I, mean, I, can, I thought twenty five life was going to be over. Yeah. So I I can't imagine that he's like actively been. You know, he told anyone that he could even back that up. That yeah, I've always said eight years. Eight years. No. No. And he wasn't even, like, really well-known his first two years in the NFL. He was good. He was very good his first two. But, like, remember, he wasn't even known until that, uh, the, what is it, Hard Knocks? And hard, even Hard Knocks is like, this is the best player you don't know about, Aaron Donald. You know, like, this yeah, guy. I think he was just a pro bowler. Like, I think he was rookie of the year, though. But, like, people forget about rookies of the year sometimes, especially on the defensive side. You know that South Park episode where they, like, I go to San Francisco and those people fart in there and the, they, for our listeners, uh, it's an episode of they fart into wine glasses and sniff their own farts. That's what Aaron Donald does. But like, he's got to look at, he's got to look at Twitter every once in a while. And if like, he's not getting mentioned for a while, he's got to come out with this bullshit. It's like, you just won the Super Bowl. It's you you don't need any more patting and, on the back. Yeah, why was he saying any of this anyway? Because even during the parade, people were, he's got his coach, run it back, run it back. Like, this guy loves it. He loves it. So I I think that's a crock of shit. I wonder if he was jealous a little bit because I, I feel like the biggest storyline from the Rams winning the Super Bowl last year was Stafford. Like yeah. Stafford finally winning it. I wonder if, if he feels a little resentment that he wasn't the big the well, Cooper yeah. Cup having that breakout year. There was Sunday night football games where he wasn't the main. You know how like 
every Sunday night football game the Bears have played in, it was Cleo Mack on the on the marquee. There were some games where it was Stafford. It wasn't him on the marquee. Or it was Cooper Cup on the marquee. It wasn't him. So he's got to be the guy. I, I you know. He's got to get the pity the pity votes out now and saying that he was going to retire. And man, I always have that joke with my wife. I was just like, when when Kyler started getting good in Arizona or having some good uh, games, and then he would be on the marquee there instead of like Larry Fitzgerald or you know whoever. I was like, man, just once in my life, I'd like to see a Bears quarterback on the marquee. Good enough to oh, be on you, there. I bet you Fields will be for week two. But I, yes, and I would love that. I just, but I we still don't know if like that's our guy. You know what I mean? Like it's just by default because our roster's so bad. That yes, yes. Yeah. And he's, him and, and he's, him that's and what I'm saying. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I said it'll be him or Roquan. We'll yeah, be, yeah. Uh, marquee or montgomery i just yeah it's like a pity marquee is what i agree with kevin it's like yeah uh, you know this is the only person people are excited about you know what i can see happening for like a uh that week two game is that because the bears roster is so bad and they like there's no one who is going to come out and really be like that big star that you know is going to produce right away whoever has a good week one for the bears win or lose they might be the marquee guy like if uh, if Kyler Gordon comes out and has an interception week one, I bet you they could put him on the marquee because they, they got they got no nobody else to put on there. It could. Kendall Vildor has two picks has two picks and a pick six. They might put that's him on there. That's not happening. That's I know that's not. But I'm saying that no. Since we kind of mentioned it in in that, do you, do we want to kind of move on with that Akeem Hicks news because it's yeah it's good not, for him. Yeah, it's not it's not. Too big a news because I mean, did anyone in uh, in this podcast think that he was going to be a bear? I did not. No, no, that's that's that ship seemed like it sailed. I hope he gets a ring. I mean, that's that's pretty cool, and that's a good team to go to. Yeah, him well, and actually, Vita, yeah. him and Vea, that's a pretty good one too. Yeah, it's a good because he doesn't have to be on the field, you know, for seventy percent of snaps. Like he's going to come in on what. Is he gonna be a third down guy? Is he gonna be first, second down guy? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be interested. Don't, does Tampa run a, a four three? So he's gonna to have to switch back to a more of a tackle instead of that weird defensive end nose tackle that he'd play or whatever they'd line him yeah, up. Yeah, he'd, he'd be. I'm, I'm assuming he'd be re- replacing Nadam Gatsu. That's right. Sue left too, right? Yeah, they still have Vita Vea, so yeah. would, Vita's would, good. Vita's yeah. Good. Well, you got you got to think he's he's going against who are the quarterbacks in that division he's going against? He's going Marcus against, Mariota, Jameis Winston, and Sam Darnold. Oof. I mean, God, that's. I mean, that's no wonder bad. why he went there. I mean, he could win a win a Super Bowl, but six games out of the year, he's got to go against those guys. Yeah, seriously. Not, you know, I, you know what's crazy deal. is you look at some of the. I, obviously, the AFC is so much more heavier and, you know, quarterback talent. But, you know, you, you name you name out those people, you know, is that a worse quarterback division than, like, the NFC North? Right? Or it has, you know, besides, like, I mean, Brady those, is such an that, that what I just said? Yeah. Absolutely. Because Brady, I'm not saying, I mean, look at Brady That's, and then you look at the NFC Brady. North. Brady, well, Brady and, and Rodgers cancel each other out. So. Right. 
there you go. Um, and, and you might actually tip it more to Rodgers just because of age. I, I'm not saying that Kirk Cousins is a world beater, but he's better than those three guys I just said. Right. And Jared Goff is probably better than those three guys. I could agree with that statement. Like, not it's saying not that's a, it's, it's a tough statement, but I don't think anyone would die on a hill for Marcus Mariota. No, nor him. I mean, he's golf will have better numbers than Mariota and Darnold. It, Winston might be, it might not. He might, and Winston might have better numbers. But. Right. But Winston also has been shown to make some well, boneheaded plays. Oh, he, he could go for 5,000 yards in a season <laughs> and, and, and 35 interceptions. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, or yeah, or he could just be. Taste, you know what this well. is? You know what this is? This is a W. Come and get a W. Let's eat a W. Also, today. it's I forget that the Saints they don't have Peyton anymore. So that's right. true. Well, and and this year, a pro for them is that they have Michael Thomas coming back, and they got Chris Olave. So they have a pretty, I would think, a talented wide receiving core. But like you said, which Davis Winston will show up? But I, I think that the NFC North probably. I, I just out of those two, I know we just kind of randomly got on this. But I think the NFC North probably has the better overall quarterback talent. I sure hope Fields is better all, than all three of the guys I just yeah. said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I would rather have the, – the worst part about it is I'd probably rather have the offensive weapons of two out of those three teams. So – I mean, yeah, you look, that, at, that's you look at the other divisions. You also look at the other divisions in the NFC, like the East. You got Dak, Hertz, um, Wentz, what, or Wentz is yeah, Wentz is now with Washington, and um, Daniel Jones. Jones. And you're like, that's it's kind of a shitty division too, right? Yeah, Dak mean, is not better than Rogers. It's 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 feast or famine. <laughs> it's in division. You're looking at the event in like the West. You go to the West, right? The West is, you know, Kyler, Stafford, uh, Stafford, Jimmy Trey. G, and whoever, or, or Trey Lance. Lance. But I'm, we're, we're, we're all, we've all assumed that it's probably going to be Lance. And then um, whoever Seattle's quarterback. And then Nick, uh, or no, um, it's uh, the guy from De- old Denver. Uh, Paxton Lynch? No, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> Drew Locke. Drew Locke, oh my god. I feel god. like Paxton Lynch and Drew Locke are kind of like the same. I could not pick them out of a police lineup. No. Yikes. So, yeah, it's feast or famine out there in the NFL. Uh, in the NFC. In the NFC. Yeah. Well, did, did you see that? Um, I forgot what uh, his QBR was, but Justin Fields' like QBR was like one something on designed rollout plays last season. Jesus Christ! Like you know, it's like it's good. Like it was like one. Oh, it was one. It was I triple it was, digits. Triple okay. digits. Yeah. I thought he was saying it was like one, and I'm like, what the fuck? And well, that this, wouldn't surprise yeah. me either. Would you think this would be one of the hardest years to just t- try to? Should, if I said, hey, especially when you think about like the last five years, before, who ended up winning the MVP, right? If would you say this year, if I said, hey, here's a thousand dollars, I need you to gamble it. Uh, it's it's free money, but you gotta gamble it all on who's gonna win the MVP. I feel like this would be one of the hardest years to decide. Oh, I wouldn't. I would have no shot on who I would think it is. I mean, you'd have to go with Rodgers, right? But like Rodgers or Brady. But 
I could see it very well being like one of the, you know, like having like the the sixth or seventh best quarterback just coming out of nowhere and having a, a great year. You know? Yeah, I think why you have to put it the favorites for Rodgers is just because like if Rodgers goes down, you know, and that 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 team is completely different without. But also him. now without Devontae Adams, does he put up the kind of numbers that he usually puts up for MVP? He's still going to be good. Right. But- yeah, I mean, he'll be the the pro bowler, but I feel like if Rodgers were to get hurt, it's kind of like when, when Peyton Manning got hurt in 2011. It was just like before they got Andrew Luck. Like, and now that was just a completely different team. Who would be the consensus number three before last year? It probably would be everyone putting their money on Mahomes, but now Mahomes without Tyree Kill. Maybe Allen. Yeah. Well, that's NFC and AFC MVP, right? right or, no, never mind. There's the NFL. I was thinking, never mind. I, was, um, I think I like Allen's chances. I think Allen is definitely due. Yeah, he's hungry, lost a big playoff game. He wants to come yeah. out and prove it. That might I mean, be good. I, oh, I, found the, uh, I found the stat. It's, it's a good stat. Okay. For just a few. So yeah, just when a you few, said one, I was just like, yeah, yeah. No, not like, not like 15. <laughs> What's that? What are we talking about? So this was is a stat that I saw on uh, Twitter. It was Justin Fields had the NFL's highest passer rating with 138.5 on designed rollouts. And the Bears called only 19 of those plays last season. So there are only 19 designed rollouts for thank Fields. You for, thank you for saying that second sentence because I was yeah. about to scream in the microphone. Why didn't we run them? <laughs> so on huh. the 19 plays where they were designed rollouts, hit a passer rating of 138.5. So out of all the game, all the pass plays, that's pretty interesting of them. Yeah. And I know that you're looking at the entire body of work and it's easier to say that, you know, it's easier to say that at the end of the day than not. But like, how do you, as a, when you're getting paid millions of dollars to look at film and try to have a guy be successful, how do you not see that and just call plays differently? I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, because Matt Nagy sucks ass. But also, you know, <laughs> also, hell, I don't even who the hell is our uh, offensive coordinator. Like you I'm forget it. You could tell Laser. him two plus two is four and he'll be like, I don't know, man. I have <laughs> a hunch. It could be five. Laser was our offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, he sucks. Ass yeah, too. but I'm saying like, why didn't when you had that time where you were calling plays, wouldn't you want to save your job? Like, do something that a rookie. If you make a rookie quarterback look better in the NFL, you could keep your job for a while. Like, I don't get it. You know, one would think, but uh, this organization and their coaches they've hired over the past decade, uh, they don't like to think. Well, and you'd ready, hope now everybody. that you'd hope now that with. If that's been just out there in the, the Twitterverse and all that, that even if uh, Eberflus didn't know that, which you'd think he would, being an NFL head coach, that he sees that and he's like, hey, our team's not talented. We're going to have to run the ball a lot. Let's design some rollouts for our guy who clearly is successful at that. Wasn't – I mean, Trubisky was better at rolling out too, and we didn't do yeah, that either. Yeah, exactly. There's just you know, no, no rollouts in there. Here you go. Here you go. Here's here's because uh, I on that I'm on that uh, that tweet and I'm on the comments of it. Even more context would be we Fields had 270 passes last year, so that means if 19 plays were called 
like rollouts, I mean, seven percent of the of the called pass plays <laughs> were the stuff that was actually he was good at. <laughs> so you can say that you basically you can sum that up as seven percent of the plays worked last last year for the Bears. The passing plays were successful. Uh, imagine if you cooked dinner for yourself and you <laughs> and you said, you know what. Seven percent of the dinners I cook every year, I'm going to cook something I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> the other ninety-three edge is garbage. I don't like. Uh, you put it like that. Ninety-three percent of the dinners Crap. I cook are going to be meatloaf without any cheese. <laughs> Yo, know, you guys sent me. Your dad sent me a picture of meatloaf. You sent me a picture of meatloaf. I don't think I've ever gotten more pictures of meatloaf in like a 48 hour span. So I, I, I appreciate that. That is a very well put example there, Tim. Like, yeah, it's boiled broccoli and sardines every day of the week, except for three Sundays out of the year. I can have pizza or tacos or whatever. Uh, what do you think about uh, Justin Fields' optimism for his receivers? I'm sorry, but a, a year, a year would be 25 days. So okay, 20, meals. one, I mean, what, 50, 52 weeks Two, in a year? So every, other, every other week, yeah. It's crap. Every other week you go, all right, I'm going to finally cook something I like. And then... <laughs> Oh, uh, then back to porridge and mushrooms the, the next day. You know, do you know whose advice we should get on this? We should get a squid's advice and uh, <laughs> see if they like uh, this is this. This podcast has already gotten kind of weird and I like it. And I appreciate it. I did not think we'd be talking about guys running into the lakes for Frisbees. Uh, I did not think we'd be talking about meals that we only think is 7% good out of the year. Um, we got a little good. bit of everything. We got a little, got a little bit, bit of everything. everything. Got a little bit of everything. But Jack, what were you, you were gonna uh, before we talked about eating nasty food for ninety three percent of the year? You were what were you uh, bringing up? I have no idea. What we're Justin about. Fields at Justin Fields and the receivers. Oh, oh, oh! Like yeah. six seconds ago. Yeah. What did yeah. you think about his comment or about this week about uh, that we have a lot more talent in the receiver room than uh, people are suggesting? I think okay. he's being very nice. I. Just don't really understand the way he said it. Wasn't it like very cryptic the way he kind of? I mean, you're 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 making a podcast when he said it. You're oh okay. Then yeah, I I only saw the the reading of it, but wasn't it like something like, "Yo, we're good" or something like we're or something like we're all right. I don't know. It just seemed like it also the way he said it seemed like were you convincing me or convincing yourself? I mean, like yeah, that's think, all. I, that's all. I kind of took it a little bit too, to be yeah, honest like, with hit you. Hit a, hit a, I, I only read it. He had to talk himself into it, but I mean, if you think about it, like if not, like if you knew that Allen Robinson was going to have the season that he had at the beginning of the year, so if you knew going into last year that Allen Robinson was just going to shit the bed, basically, the Bears might be better off talent wise now than they were last year so he might speed it it could be truthful i mean like there are a lot of what ifs and kind of guys coming in who were uh, <clears throat> wide receiver three on, a, on another team obviously you got uh the rookie out of tennessee but think about it like the bears weren't good last year the receivers weren't good i mean marquise goodwin 
wasn't very good. Al Robinson obviously wasn't very good. Um, who are some other wide receivers? I'm then blank off the top of my head. You know, it's we keep hearing about Mooney and Mooney. But, yeah, ba- uh, basically it was just Mooney last year, and ever everyone else was kind of like. I mean, Komet, while well, he didn't have a single touchdown, which to me is just still insane to think about, but he did have 60 catches, which is a decent amount for a tight end. But you know, like you have to think, like going into this season, the biggest target to get better is definitely Komet because he, 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 since you don't know what the receiver room is going to bring, he has to be that safety valve for fields. And we know in this league, there's also a lot of injuries and God forbid one of our, you know, Pringle or Mooney go hurt, you know, get hurt for a week or two. He's got to be the guy. Well, I was just going to ask, like, I'm sure all three of us think that Mooney will be our leading receiver next year. Is that fair? Is that a, Fair. I would, yeah, something. I would say so. Who he's, would you? He's the most talented receiver on our roster. Who, if you had to just take a guess, like obviously we guys haven't gotten cut yet and things like that, but if you just had to take a guess right now, who do you think, receiver-wise, not Cole Komet, receiver-wise will be second on the list in terms of receptions, yards, like Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a time where the ball is swatted up in the? air and an offensive lineman catches it and falls forward for like seven yards <laughs> so you're, like, but it happens like Kevin, it like happens Kevin like Jenkins. twice it happens like twice a week so they get like two receptions every week for 14 yards because then i bet that that person I, I i have no idea i'm gonna guess uh, the rookie i'm gonna guess it's jones i think I he'll was, be your number i was leading that way two. i was leading that way too It'll be Pringle, cause come on, dude. He's he's. I want to I want to see more uh, donuts in the parking lot. I just I want him. I, well, I want that, and I want like uh, uh, what's his face, Jeff Joniak, to like have like a a call on the radio where he's like, "Once you pop, you don't stop," because he's he's just popping off. Oh yeah, Pringle. You, you got that last name. You gotta. You can definitely make some money in a endorsement for Pringles. So. Bunch of bunch of people walking around with Pringles in their mouth like ducks. You can sell Pringles at the at Soldier Field then. Had the Pringle guy going up and down the rows. I was looking at our. Uh, I depth, love Pringles. I was I was looking at our depth chart uh, because I was like I wanted to say who I think is going to be a good receiver. First of all, before I mention what I was gonna what's popping out to me, that's not any surprise to you guys is Daz Newsom. That guy didn't really. Get to play offense at all last year. Uh, but I'm looking and I was just scrolling over. My eyes really, you know, obviously I'm going over the whole right guard position because I don't think we even have one on this roster, which is weird. But looking at the linebackers, who the hell is Nicholas Morrow and Matthew Adams? And why are they their starters? Morrow is the guy they got from Oakland. Oh, yes, okay. he's from Oakland. He has NFL experience. And I don't know who Matt Adams is. Yeah, they didn't. They let Ogletree walk or whatever his name was. Yeah, Alec Ogletree. Yeah. It seems like you know, in a in a four three where you're getting gained, <laughs> another linebacker to your defense, you might want to you know solid that up. But I mean, are we still waiting for free agency round four or whatever? I was told to wait for. I think we're waiting for guys to get cut from their from camp, and then the Bears are going to sign them up. I, and I guess we'll cap it off with here before we go into the Hall of Fame stuff. But 
you know, having having a wife that's a Cardinals fan and knowing how much she loves that, I knowing how much I love the Bears, and I you know will live and die for them. She knows the way I have this podcast and stuff. I guess I just want to you know bring this up to you guys. Do you guys just have a hard time? And it's not hard explaining football to my wife anymore. She almost watches more than me, but it isn't it just very hard to explain to a loved one of something that you love is just you're like. This roster, I, I, I don't like. I've probably said to her at the dinner table many times. I don't think you understand how bad we're going to be. Um, I don't think my girlfriend. She'll be like optimistic, you know, because she's still new to football, so she doesn't have layers of cynic, like cynic hate in her, you know. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, eventually over time, she'll just yeah she'll start breaking her down. I mean, is this like a potential? Could we have a potential? Or is this just because of Chicago sports here where everyone's down on us saying that we're going to be a bottom five team and we end up being a potential playoff team? Because it's happened for a lot of other NFL franchises. I look at this team and I just think (laughs) to myself, that's no, like in my heart of hearts, in any dream that I possibly could fathom up, no shot. This team. I would like to see... Any team that like was supposed to be bad and then w- and got to be a almost potential playoff team, how many like veterans did they actually have on the roster versus like us who we have these giant holes? Yeah, I can't like I can't think of, like I mean obviously I don't keep up with many teams outside of the Bears, but like teams that were projected to be bottom five in the preseason who either made the playoffs or like just missed out on it. I can't think of like a team that was like that in recent memory. I feel like if you if you were predicted to be bad, you were bad, like really bad. Um, you kind of feel like we're. I don't think we'll get to this era, but you feel like definitely like that first John Fox year or that second John Fox year. Like okay, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a bad year. Yeah, I'm, it's not gonna be good. Not you know, it, it it sucks is because like this is like probably Fields' biggest opportunity to get better, and it's like the talent behind him <laughs> is just going to be like, oh, ooh, good luck, Uve. Well, we we will see. But you know, speaking of bad teams, we got to talk about the all-time team. The opposite of a bad ooh, team. Ooh, ooh. That's that's just a good follow-up, you know. This is our last one. Our last. Right, it is uh, our last one. Last we selection the episode. We saved the best for last. Our most Hall of Famers in this in these two positions. Ooh, kicker. Yep, Cody Parker. Wide, rec- wide receiver. Kicker, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Cornerback. Corner and quarterback. All right, Jack. What are the? So you alluded to it. What are our selections? For this Running back final and episode. middle linebacker. Do we just do we want to start out with running I, back? I don't even think we have to vote. All right. I'm putting his name in right now. All right. He's in the he's in it. Walter Payton. Greatest bear of all time. Congratulations. You made the team bear sports oh, podcast. I had Ryan Null on my sheet. <laughs> I had Curtis Enos personally, but uh, hey, I mean, 
it's obviously Walter. I mean, Gail Sayers, you have Matt Forte, who's not like in that stratosphere, but like there's been a lot of solid running backs, but it's got it. It's, it's, Walter. Uh, it's always Walter. I mean, you could almost dial back this podcast a year and you can hear Kevin geeking out about Justin Fields for doing Walter Payton runs. I mean, yeah. he could do it again this year and I'll still geek out about it. I'll still be fully, uh, fully torqued for that. I heard but, a good take about Walter Payton and Michael Jordan. Is that uh, they're both very good. They're both very good. <laughs> they're both icons. But no, that Walter belong or MJ belonged to the world. He was more of a, a national, you know, figure, worldly figure. Chicago, like Walter belonged to Chicago. Like Walter Payton is what all Chicago and athletes should be like that hardworking, that good, that tenacious. And, you know, it's crazy to think he's only our second greatest, you know, athlete in this city because how good Michael Jordan was, you know, but I think deep down, if you were to ask most Chicagoans who their favorite sports athlete is, they'd probably say Walter Payton. Yeah. I mean, obviously at a certain age, it would be cut off, but yeah. Yeah, I mean Walter Payton, he's 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 the best. He's and he's still the best running back. He would tear it up in today's league. And the additional because it didn't even it's not like a Jim Brown where he lowered his lowered his helmet to hit people. He, uh, but, he played you know, guys. Jim Brown yeah. played guys against size of us. Tim. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, but he also did some illegal like stuff with his helmet. Whereas I feel like Walter just lowered the shoulder and went through. I mean, he could catch, he could block, he could throw. He's the most complete football player of all time. And he played on some bad teams, man. Well, then he could for sure play for the pick. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's used to he'd it. Fit, he'd fit right in. Oh, he doesn't have an offensive line this week. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have a quarterback. He'll figure it out. Bears will win 10-3. to 3. Do you think if do you think if Matt Nagy had Walter Payton that he, he would still he would, he would underutilize yeah, he him? Yeah, he still wouldn't use him. He's like, yeah, that sounds good, but I got this uh, fifty yard uh, play to Willie Golf that I got lined up that we're gonna hit. I still have this trick play that I'm gonna use, and I hope um, one of my short little wide receivers is gonna catch the ball. Um, Excuse you, I just spent a fourth round pick on Jakeem Grant, so I need to pass the ball. <laughs> Trey Burton, I'm going to keep going to Trey Burton. All right, guys, now I think the position most synonymous with the Chicago Bears, the middle linebacker. We have four Hall of Fame middle linebackers. Who's your vote? Tim, you want to go first? I feel like I'm going to pick the exact one that Jackson's picking. So I think it's going to be Dick Buckus is our middle linebacker. I also had Dick Buckus. I did as well. That's very more anticlimactic than, than I thought it would be. But, I mean, it's, he's, he's, the he's face synonymous of, with the Bears. I tried to go, think about it and go Erlacher or some shit. But you just can't. I mean, Dick Buckus killed a guy on the field one time because he hit him so hard. Like his highlights, he just murdered people. Oh yeah. You, like you could like go, you could watch his highlights like any point in time. and be like, that's, it's still entertaining to watch. And you know how like you watch like old timey highlights and you're like, Oh, like 
cool. Like if you're watching old timey basketball highlights, you're like, wow, he did a left handed <laughs> layup. That's awesome. Right. He's watching, shooting so far away. There's no three point line. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, a, it's, or they, they did a triple lateral in that old uh, football highlight. But when you're watching Dick Butkus old time highlights, like he's, he's just a monster. Oh, man. In, in today's game, can you imagine if they put him on like a weight weight room? Because he was big back then. Like and he was bigger and faster than best, anyone back then. One of the best current bear, uh, old bears on Twitter at this time. Oh, he just rambles off about random things, and it's great. He hasn't done it lately, but he just hates Rogers probably more than we do. Yeah, I mean, he won defensive MVP on a last place team that went like one in thirteen. <laughs> That's impossible, and it's amazing. I mean, uh, maybe, Kevin, you have his jersey, right? Yeah, I do. I do have his jersey, Dick Butkus. I mean. It's a classic. I, like Tim said, like I tried to kind of like think, oh, well, maybe Singletary, maybe Erlacher, but like you just can't. If you're building an all-time Bears team in the middle linebacker visit position, you want a leader of men, which he was, and just like someone that you can get hyped up around and like feed off of his energy. And that's that's what he did. Legendary I, name. Oh, absolutely. I mean, another Chicago. Another beautiful name to this team. I mean, also just Illinois, Chicago, <laughs> through and through, too. Oh, yeah. Chicago boy. I mean, Southside legend, you know, U of I, and goes to the Bears. Not many of those anymore. So, Dick, you're on the team. Get your butt kiss in there. All right. Well, that concludes it. We did it. We finally made it through at every position. Well, I don't think we did kicker, but we I mean, or, I mean, it's Robbie Gold, so that's Robbie Gold, punter. I put in Brad Maynard. <laughs> Brad, yeah, Brad Maynard. There you go. Oh, there you go. Long snapper. Picks. Long snappers. Pat Manley. There's our <laughs> didn't, game. Didn't have to think much on those. All right. Well, that was. I don't know how many. How many episodes did we do of that? Eleven. Eleven episodes. Finally made it through. Now we got to think of something else to do until the until the bear season starts. This is like the worst part because baseball is kind of boring for us Northside fans. And, and disappointing for Southside fans. <laughs> Fun times. And then you got the finals for both. What's with, what's with these lineups that they're pushing out, the Sox? Like, what the hell is this? I, I mean, everyone, up too. everyone's hurt and then, like... It's like you got guys who are just raking in AAA. Then you're like, why don't you just bring these guys up? But then you have to bring in that whole, you know, arbitration time or whatever, or not arbitration, uh, service time and all that. It's it's just disappointing. And then when you got Tony Tony Larusa, who's ancient, doesn't look like he cares to be there out there. It's just it's just a disappointing season I- so far. I had my girlfriend's family in time in town, but uh, so I wasn't able to watch any baseball this weekend. And I heard Sox fans were going to lose it on Saturday with Larusa and his lineup against the Cubs and like pitching changes and stuff like that. And at the defensive airs, like defensively, they're extremely sloppy. Oh yeah, they're they're not good. And now with Anderson, like they're thinking Anderson could miss significant time. They I just they just 
or Larusa came out and said that three weeks. What is it, is it groin? Three, yeah. yeah, groin. Three weeks is like the timetable. And, and then it's you got, only three weeks. Well, that's what he said. Like that's what Larusa said, but you never know. And then you got Eloy, who's back, got rushed back, and then he got hurt again in his rehab assignment. And then Luis Robert is on the COVID list, and everyone's batting like 150 right now. Somehow they're 500, which is miraculous. But I was talking to a uh, co-worker today, and I was like, I think this White Sox season is like trending towards the Twins season last year, where they were expected to do well, and then they just were disappointing because they had injuries, just didn't live up to the expectations. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Sox – I mean, I know the Twins were horrible last year. I think they finished last. I don't see the Sox doing that bad, but – could could lean towards a disappointing season where they don't even make the playoffs if they don't turn things around. But baseball is long as hell, and you never know they could turn it around. Yeah, it just they just feel like they have like a different vibe about them this year than I mean. They're, maybe the expectations like, get into them a little bit, and they're not playing like fun. Like it's not like it looks like it doesn't look like, doesn't look like they're having fun. Like and here's the thing: the Twins nervous. improved. Imp- twins went out, and spent money, and got better. And the White Sox didn't. Cool. Yep, they cheaped out at some positions, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Harris, uh, Harris, Josh Harrison, Harrison. Josh Harrison, Edgy Pollock with the trade, and just you know, they could have they could have done some other things. Who were some of the outfielders that you were – wasn't it – it was outfielders and second baseman. Who were the, some of the ones that were kind of being floated around as potential signings? Because um, we can talk about maybe how they're doing now. Uh, well, last year Adam Frazier was one that they were talking about for a trade. Uh, that would have that would have been a shitty trade. Yeah, uh, who else were they – Is he even doing well? Isn't he on like the Padres or something? He's on the Mariners, and he's oh. he's doing okay. But the Mariners aren't very good. Uh, I feel like there were some outfielders. Schwarber was someone that they they were looking at. Schwarber. They were looking at Bryant. They were looking at Cassianos. And um, there's another guy. There's uh, there is an outfielder that I'm thinking of that that Kevin was talking about potentially landing in it. They didn't go after him. Conforto, but he's not playing anywhere. Mike, Michael Conforto was, yeah. Hmm. I remember that Michael Conforto. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. And then anything at second base, or were they like in the Korea? And were they in the Korea talks or anything like that? No, they weren't in the Korea talks. Um, yeah, second base. I'm really not. I'm kind of blanking on who they were kind of thinking about. But I mean, they got Josh Harrison, and they have Josh Harrison and like Danny Mendick and. I don't know. It's it's not it's not working out, and it looks like Magical isn't. At least Magical's not like a world beater right now, so I don't have to feel bad about that. Yeah, he just got activated today. I don't even know if he's going to make the team again with the way this Morel kid keeps playing. And like the Cubs, I the frustrating thing I was Tim and I were talking about before the show started is just like. You know, I, we knew that this was not going to be a, a good year, and, you know, it's kind of like, it's like, well, what do you have type of year? And they've lost a lot of games, but they've lost some frustrating games. You know, they're on a three-game losing streak. They're tied right now with the Brewers. But, you know, they had the opportunity to sweep the White Sox on the south side. They had an opportunity to 
you know, sweep a doubleheader against the Brewers and you just lose these like frustrating games. And then they'll they'll lose like three games in a row, go on like a four game winning streak, and then like not get a sweep in a, in a series. And then once they don't get it, it starts like another three game losing streak. Yeah, but I mean, you can't. I feel like you can't be. No, there was no expectations because yeah, there's no expectations. Yeah, there's no expectations. Frustrating like, I, to watch. I get like yeah. you don't want to sit there and watch. I mean, some of their young guns, you know, have come out and played. I mean, this Morrell kid. Just set a franchise record for being uh, for, on base 14 times in all 14 games he started. Um, you know, Seiya Suzuki is obviously cooled off a little bit, but you know, you can see glimpses of him being good. Their their top two prospects um, are unfortunately hurt right now with Brennan Davis and the guy they from the Jackie Robinson team. I forget his name. Um, he's out for the year. He he did something really bad to his leg, so hopefully he gets back next year. But, you know, you know, Keegan Thompson, I think, has probably been one of our best players this year. He's exciting to watch. Um, and you got to think that they're probably going to trade Wilson Contreras soon to get those prospects. I hope not. They're going to. And it's going to suck because he's raking. He had a home run again tonight. Why? Um, you need a good catcher in today's league. I agree. But why not just get a younger catcher and pay him less money? That's what they're going to think. Because that Cause really cheap. worked. Yeah, that worked out for. Yeah, look how long I, it took us. I how long the, it took us to find yeah. a catcher. I have the young catcher replacement for Buster Posey, Joey Bart. He's not doing so hot. Like I it's mean, not it it's a, not that easy to be a commander on the defense and also a good hitter. Hit. Yeah, and he could play multiple positions too. I mean. It took us eight, you know, after Giovanni Soto's freak year in 2008, you know, it took us how long to find Wilson Contreras? We did not have a, a catcher for, you know, six, seven years who was reliable. I, I, I would, I'd throw a lot of money at him just to stay. You need somebody. They're not going to. And that's what's frustrating. Like both sides of town are just cheap as shit. Yeah, this has been a very disappointing baseball well, season so far. And what? And I thought we learned. I thought we already talked about and learned, or maybe you should have learned this lesson. Or Tony Larusa kind of shutting up, but him talking about the. I think the Giants coach not coming out for the anthem and saying how he's disappointed. Tony Larusa saying he's disappointed about that. I'm like, man, you just need to just shut up. Yeah, no one, no one, like, your team is struggling to stay above 500 right now. Like, they can't even make a throwing error in a game. Like, so, yeah, like, why do you have to feel, why do you feel the need to comment on something that was said by Gabe Kapler, which at a very tense time in the United States, like, why did you feel you had to give your two cents on what another manager's opinion was? Like, you're struggling. Your team's struggling right now. Just say, hey, I'm here to talk about baseball or, so, or something. I don't know. Right. He's – hopefully he's gone next year. Kev, let me ask you a question. And I, I still think Shoot. the White Sox are still the favorite to win the division. I think you guys will get hot soon. But hypothetically, if they don't make the playoffs this year, what would be more disappointing, this team or the 2006 team that was even better but – 
than the 05 team, but did not even make the playoffs either. I'm just going to say this team because it's recent. Um, what honestly, would be, but, but, but what's the scenario of like, are you saying them not making the playoffs this year? Yeah. Like yeah. I thought the O I, I, I always thought the O six team was a better team on paper than the O five team. Right. They, that, that team was just fucking loaded when they brought in Jim Tomey and he found the fountain of youth for a couple of years. <laughs> and it looked like they could actually repeat and they didn't even make the playoffs. Or is it this year's team with it's all the, the hype? It's this year's team just because they won a World Series the year before. So, like, the because they didn't make it, it's like, the oh, hangover. well, yeah, like, well, it's not even the hangover. Like, oh, we won last year. Like, we should have made it to the playoffs at least. But, hey, we, there's there's always 05. Like, right. You know, if the, if the Cubs missed the playoffs in 2017, you wouldn't feel as bad about it because you just won. Now, this year, it's been, I mean, we've only had one series win or not one series like one like win in the playoffs since 05 or something like that and now we have this big expectation with this team and to kind of come out flat like this i think this i think that series win was though was that the blackout game against minnesota it yeah, it might have been yeah well yeah. series win but they won out they won a game against houston or the a's two years ago so they they haven't had much success in the playoffs. That's why I think this team is more disappointing if they don't make the playoffs. I mean, they're based on records in the AL. They would make the playoffs this year, right? I mean, because what there's like everybody makes the playoffs now. Uh, it's what seven teams or it's six teams that make it now, something like that. Hold on, something like scared. that. Like they, they might be like one of the first people out, or they might so be. in if it's, is it six or five? Because if it's six, it's six. They're they're in. No, because oh no no no, no I'm looking they're, at the they're wild seven. Yeah, They're seven. The yep, sorry. So they're they are one. They're out. They're four currently. games out. Yeah. The one the one thing that is kind of keeping me optimistic is that they've had a pretty tough schedule to start the season. They have, yeah. And the Twins have had a pretty easy schedule to start the season. Like, I think they've played the Royals and the Tigers, like, three se- three different times each. And we've, we're playing the Jays. We're going to be playing the Dodgers. We've already played uh, the Yankees twice, the Red Sox twice. So, hopefully, in this, like, as we get later on and our schedule eases up and people come back from injury, that might lead us to some wins. But right now, it's 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 tough. It's very, I mean, it's very and you got you got two terrible teams in your division though with the Tigers and the Royals. I mean, yeah, and we, I mean we haven't we've only played the Tigers once, which was the first series of the season. We have played the Royals a few times. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, we haven't played the the Cardinals at all. We finally played the Cardinals this weekend. Which, oh know, boy, that should be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> five game series with the Cardinals. In St. Louis, or is it at Wrigley? No, it's at Wrigley. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had, you know, two with the White Sox, four with Milwaukee, and not in five with St. Louis. And you're like, oh boy, this is gonna be a long week. <laughs> and I mean, if you're just if you're judging by runs scored, White Sox are the fifth, or no, yeah, the the fourth lowest. No, third lowest, third lowest with 167 runs. 
Pittsburgh Pirates 161, uh, Tigers 138, White Sox 167. <laughs> Which you would have thought, like, that's unbelievable with mm-hmm. looking at the roster in the preseason. But I don't know, man. These White Sox better start picking it up or it's going to be a lot of people upset with them and calling for LaRusso's job and Rick Hahn's job and Obviously, Jerry's yeah, not going I, I kind of miss, I kind of miss, you know, Chicago, uh, um, radio just to hear people like going off the deep end on their coachings and coaching staffs. And I can't imagine what, what it's like on like the South or North side. Cause I've seen a lot of stuff where people want, uh, Ross's head on a pike too. And it's like, well, I For get what? like, with what, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. I, I, I get some of his lineups are, are bad or questionable, but at the same time, it's just like, well, what does he have? Like half of his team is injured or half of his team's not good. Right. So this is like a good time to see how good some of these, you know, first, first year players are, you know, and when you don't also have like a pitching staff, like there's not much you can do. LaRusse, I, I can't imagine what White Sox fans are saying on the radio about LaRusa. Um, but not much, po- not much positive. <laughs> No, no, and and he was already pretty controversial when when they hired him. He was definitely a head. I'd, I'd say it went exactly as expected because if they if they pull themselves out of their asses this year, I don't think it has anything to do with him. No, it's talent. Yeah, yeah, and them getting healthy. You know, and I think obviously that if you're a player on the White Sox, you know, that first year you could be like, Oh man, we got, we got a Tony LaRusso. We got this hall of fame manager. I get like, he hasn't been in the league, but, and now it's like Tony hasn't learned the, the newer part of the game. And it's, you know, last year it cost him a few games. It's cost him this year. Like eventually that shit wears off when you're trying to win a division. Yeah. Now we just wait and see the, if the Sox and pull it off or in the Cubs, if they trade Wilson or, what they're going to do with their future. It's so crazy to think that like the Sox have played 46 games. And I, I don't know if the Cubs have played, obviously they've played something around that, but it's just crazy. They have they still have a hundred more games to play before the yeah. end of the season, like a hundred, like 46 games have been completed. So I have over 110. So what it's, would this be in the NFL season? Right. If we're talking about, so, I mean, this would be essentially like probably like what, like week five, week five or six. Yeah. yeah and if the, if the Bears were going into week five, if they were two and two, I'd be thrilled. But I mean, the White Sox, I, so oh, man, be ecstatic. <laughs> if they're two and two. I'm buying Super Bowl tickets, <laughs> putting a futures bet on the Bears going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They start off two and oh, man, I oof. Yeah, that is unlikely, but. All right, gentlemen, do you have anything else to add before we wrap up the show? No. Uh, maybe let's get some better baseball. How about it? We got to find a new shtick now that we had, we got to we got to find some some something to kill the uh what? randomness. Uh, disc diver getting eaten by alligators wasn't enough. No, shtick no, 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 no. I if that happens once a week, I want to read read every report about we're, it. We're going to interview local squids from different. That, uh, I I think that would different be, frog that courses. Would be, that would be my favorite day of my life if we did that. I don't think I could keep a straight face the entire <laughs> interview. I'm sorry. I 
Tim, if you want to reach out to some squids on Reddit, I I would love to hear hear their thoughts. And I, I don't think I don't think I could keep a straight face. There you go. Or maybe maybe one of us goes out into a froth course and becomes a squid for a day. Or just to someone, get someone's got experience. Someone's got to film it. So you can come back with the most uh, profit from disc collected. I feel like squids are somewhat also close to people with like metal detectors. The beach. It's like a less classy version. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's no metal detectors. It's just like fishing fishing line and like pool nets, pool skimmers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But no, we gotta. You know, we did the team bear. All-time team bears thing, so we need a we need something new. Yeah, we'll we'll get some things in the uh, in the works for the upcoming episode. Obviously, we'll have as the season approaches, we'll have our predictions or schedule predictions, and then once the season starts rolling in, that's when it, that's when it's it's gravy. That's the easy part. But other than that, feel free to catch our podcast per usual on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll be, we'll be back next week with another episode. Team Bear out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And go Bears! <laughs>